0: Hello you beautiful humans and welcome back to the Hope Wellness Podcast. I'm your host Marissa and I'm very excited to be welcoming a special guest today. We haven't had a guest in a little bit so I'm super super excited. This is a long time in the making. We have Carly Rose with us. Welcome Carly. Hi Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining in. So nice to be here. Yes I'm so excited for you guys to get to know Carly and I'm gonna get to know Carly too because this is kind of the first time we're Officially meeting, we know each other from Instagram, but um, just to introduce Carly a little bit to give you guys a background on her, she's a wellness entrepreneur. And by the way, her Instagram is so so amazing. I'm gonna share it in the description, but it's just just ah, I love it. It's just so healing and calming. And it's like not when you go to certain pages and you kind of feel overwhelmed and oh, I'm doing all the wrong things, it's just like a very nice place to come and just kind of feel supported. And she's all about quantum health, food freedom, and nervous system regulation, and many other things. But those are the main things that we might talk about today. And yeah, again, I'm just super excited to have her. I think it's always nice to bring more women into this conversation around like our stories, where we're kind of coming from, and just to see how many similarities we have. Because I think, especially for those listening in, if you are struggling with diet culture, body image, restrictive eating, whatever it might be, just to hear how not alone you are is, like, I think the most powerful thing, like, the collective healing, knowing that we all kind of go through it, and the more we talk about it, I think it just brings light to this conversation of, like, you also deserve to heal from all that, right? So I want to hear more about you, Carly. Like, I know that you kind of mentioned your story a little bit with, um, disordered eating and finding food freedom. And now again, like your life is very holistic and balanced and you preach a lot of the good stuff that I absolutely love. So tell us a little bit about your story and and what kind of brought you here.
1: Yeah, totally. Thank you for that introduction. And it's amazing because when I had found your page, I have already been in my era of food freedom which is the era of the rest of my life which is great it's yeah. you know i i but when i found your page it came up on my explore and it was your old fitness pictures and it reminded me of just like the pictures that I have of my past that I hadn't looked at in a while. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting all well, like the different phases of like healing from food because there's like, okay, you heal from the disorder eating, but then you also have to heal and like forgive yourself and give those versions of yourself a hug. So it was interesting how you came in in that phase of this space. And it was great to like be able to go back and reflect and also make videos too, like comparing and showing people before and afters and what's possible. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, i grew up so i grew up a really big girl like i was a big kid i was always hanging with the boys had like a really big face and body and that's just like my natural structure at a young age so you know got the comments on the playground and i believe that's where like the first like awareness came about my body when i was probably like seven or eight um and I was bigger than the other kids, so I knew I was an athlete, though, super active, really healthy. Um, and yeah, just like the natural structure of things. And so I also, you know. As we all know, people that listen to your podcast, like a lot of eating disorders come from different things. Like it's not all from magazines and comparison. It can come from like a deeper rooted sense of trauma needing to control or punishment or whatever it may be. So I later found out like the root of my eating disorder literally last year, Um, but it was nice to be able to find out where it all stemmed from, not just from like the physical appearance, Um, but I'm sure we'll get to that later. So yeah, I was rather big on the bigger side and then kind of just naturally through puberty, like lost weight and grew like the natural, again, natural process of things. And, um, then I became really into holistic health when I was 16 years old, like 15 actually. So I got really into holistic healing and I started working at a raw vegan juice bar that one of my best friends own. Now she's one of my best friends, um, or close friends and, Yes, she is an amazing human being and she created the juice bar to help people heal. Like I got to witness all these amazing things happening there. Um, but what I turned the experience into was like a whole pattern of like being in the holistic health space and turning that into orthorexia, which I'm sure your community knows, like being really obsessed with ingredients and food. And also that with anorexia and bulimia, like constantly throwing up, like once a week type deal. Um when you feel guilty binging or you choose to stay inside instead of going out with friends and then you feel guilty and you're like okay might as well just go all out and then you know make yourself throw up or starve yourself the next day. So I was also a cross country runner at the time. Um also was on like a lot of medications for ADHD and birth control. So I was like oh, the whole thing was going on and um and so yeah, I, it was kind of like the perfect storm. Cause when I was 16, I was at like the peak, I would say of one of like the, the mountains of the eating disorder, um, because it ebbs and flows sometimes for some people. And, um, I had got, I mean, I'm a tall girl and I had gotten down to like a really low weight. Like I'm not, I, maybe that's struggling to mention numbers for people, but, um, it was, it was really low and looked so like I was deteriorating. My, my skin was turning yellow. My hair was falling out. My nails didn't grow. I felt panic attacks. Every time I woke up, I was so tired and it just, it, I kind of had to get to this like really low point and I got a stress fracture on my foot because I was so malnourished and like not taking care of my muscles. Then I got mono. So I had this like huge wake-up call where my body was really falling apart. And um it was interesting too, because I was like trying to look this certain way physically, why a lot of people have disordered eating, but then that was like being ripped away from me, right? With like my hair. I thought I was literally going bald and my it was just like this crazy tornado that was happening. So it led me to spirituality and holistic healing, which was really helpful. And um, yeah, I then went to college and was still, I was actually vegan for eight years. Were you ever vegan, by the way?
0: I don't know if I saw that. Before. I actually wasn't. Meat is like one of the things I could never, ever give up, honestly.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, that's amazing because you still have that like Right. So
0: the a experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure like in the, you know, the fitness, it's like chicken and broccoli and like that right. type of eating. So, um, yeah, but that's how like my, I, I, even though I came to body freedom and loving, like having more weight on me, I still was in that restriction with food mm-hmm. up until I was 23 years old. And then to, cut the huge long story short, I started dreaming of eggs. I started like really waking up to maybe like the sustainability of how this was affecting my body long-term. My fertility also had missing periods for eight years. So like, you know, never even thought that was an issue though, because the gynecologist was like, Oh, it's not a problem. Just come back when you want to get pregnant. And, um, yeah, I, I, wasn't on birth control. I was only only actually on birth control for three months. Cause it was like, I had, giving me my period for like, what, 27 days straight or something. It was so crazy. So it was interesting, all these band-aids on the root. And I finally figured out the root, um, which again, we can get into later, but like, it's, it's really interesting how, you know, eating disorders can take, they can look so many different ways. Like it doesn't only have to be calorie restriction. It doesn't only have to be anorexia or bulimia. So much of it is psychological. And I think that's what food freedom has taught me to really realize, wow, like that used to be my whole life, 24 seven for my majority of my life.
0: I can relate to that so much. Just remembering how, like you said, 24 seven, my thoughts were only food and my body and that was it. And like everything you kind of mentioned too, it's insane how there's so many things Like now, I think it's getting a little bit better. Like, there is more talk about it, but so many things are unfortunately normalized, right? Like, we just kind of get used to living with low energy, and we just kind of know, like, yeah, I'm lethargic and I nap four times a day, and all I do is look at pictures of food, right? Like, luckily, now those things are being brought to the light more as, like, Okay, this is, you know, not normal, not how you have to live your life, but especially like at that young age for you like going through that at like 15, 16 years old, like that's really young to be in that world too and I and I know what you're saying with the orthorexia of just feeling so then consumed on the other side of things, right? Around every single ingredient you're eating and just really having that other fixation. How do you feel you stepped away from that side of it so i i think it was basically
1: just focusing on the long term of fertility i think that whether someone wants to have kids or not like not really relevant completely to fertility because even if you don't have kids like you still should be fertile like we should all be fertile we're so young Mm -hmm. and I noticed like I mean I was my skin was like my face was starting to cave in my chest was super like masculine and my bones um and I I just really looked sick like my circles under my eyes and when I started to have these um So uh, let me backtrack a little bit. So with the eating disorder, I've noticed a really big pattern of what a lot of women go through. So it goes from like eating disorder and then entering like abusive relationships or relationships that are super damaging. And I think it's because like a, a lot of people are in this disordered eating because of self punishment and a lot of women in, in my, that I've met in my life, a lot of my good friends have had eating disorders, gone vegan or like some type of really restrictive diet for a long period of time and then entered really like abusive or psychological relationships and then have this epiphany and then start eating ancestrally with like raw milk and eggs and butter and like start to have food freedom and also step into Good relationships, which is interesting because you wouldn't necessarily compare like disordered eating with bad relationships. But I think, again, it's like that root of what's there at a deeper level. And it's perpetuating this self punishment or control or feeling like you aren't worthy. Like you're not worthy to have a good relationship. You're not worthy to have a piece of cake or X, Y, and Z. So that was really eye opening to me. So I. I was on that trajectory, like eating soda, vegan, really awful, narcissistic, abusive relationship, and then left that and started incorporating meat. And then actually went on a year of celibacy um, and just like really focusing on myself and my health and my fertility and started to regulate my cycle again. And my cycle came back because it started to feel safe mm-hmm. and nourished. And it's also interesting how many women have cycles that leave their body when they're in bad relationships as well. So um sharing for anyone that's like has experienced that on this that's a listener because it's like super common because your body doesn't feel safe. So it's like, why if you're in a space in a bad relationship or just sort of eating your body um I was talking to my friend Matt about this on his podcast. It's like your body's not thinking about creating a baby. It's in like fight or flight or stress, right? So anyways, once I had like stopped being vegan, left the relationship and I started to Literally eat eggs and ribeye steaks. Like I, I had a ribeye like every morning for a year Lovely. after like not having it. And um, and I really just started to focus on my fertility. I'm like, you know what? Like this, this whole thing has happened from a place like hating myself and my body and like needing to control. So I have to let that go and be open to gaining weight. <laughs> and so like the whole weight gain was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. And I know you post out a lot of this on your page too, but it was really interesting for me because I started to like, who I followed on Instagram completely changed. Like I really unfollowed so many old people and then really started following people like juicy curves and like food freedom. And it's like my reality then just completely changed. And I started to like, when my breast fills out, my hips like fertile, and it was like, wow, this is actually what health is. So it was like, I changed my whole perspective on it, but I had to like change my complete reality of my everyday of who I witness, who I speak with. And also like the information that I take in and you know what I'm constantly having in my inner
0: circle. And can you relate to that? Like you're changing your relationships. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Because like your environment is everything. And I always say that, like you really do need to be you know curating an environment not only on social media because a lot of us are on social media for hours and hours and hours each day but of course too in your physical world but even like you said it really is that like inner discovery of like what are the stories that have me in this space right it, it like as soon as you said like the worthiness piece around yeah like i'm not worthy to eat this or I'm not worthy to take up space or to just exist without trying to be smaller or I'm not worthy to be in a healthy relationship I was like oof girl that hits because it's so true so it is these like narratives these stories like you said they could be stemming from anywhere really usually they start young and we don't even realize it but it's just amazing what happens, like you said, when you really commit to like, okay, like I'm going to heal these areas. And especially, I don't know, I'm sure the journey wasn't easy. I feel like the weight gain journey is like really, really hard and uncomfortable at first because we're so used to, I mean, this is like my own personal experience, but I was just so used to being in this tiny body that I wasn't healthy or thriving at, but I was just used to that. Like, that's all I knew. I identified with that body. And like you said, I can relate to having like that sunken in face, bags under my eyes and my um, collarbone sticking out and like ribs and everything. And I still remember back like back then thinking, oh, I'm not small enough yet. Or like, it's still not enough, you know? and the waking is hard because there usually is body dysmorphia there like it's like no matter how small you get it's never going to be enough so of course then when you get to the space of like a healthy amount of body fat where your body is naturally thriving and fertile like you said and you know feeling good it's weird and it's hard but it's like so freaking worth it also like I think about that often where now, like, now this is just my body, you know, that I'm in currently, but I didn't always feel that way about it. I thought, like, what is happening? Like, who even am I? This is so hard. This is so scary. And I think, like you said, like, it just takes time and giving yourself that grace through that, right? Yeah. And you know what? It's interesting, too, how
1: You've obviously traveled and like recreated yourself and kind of been around different people that had witnessed you maybe in that state. Um, and that's exactly what I did too. It's like I I, I flee the state. No, I, I did travel and for perspective, one, right. and also it was nice to like really as I was in that transition. Um, like just be in a new environment surrounding, and whether that's you don't necessarily have to travel, you can like go to a different gym or go to a different studio, but get out of those old spaces where people have those perceptions of me and I have that perception of myself, and like go rewrite it in a new environment, and that is really helpful um because yeah, I think I think that the though of course like with the weight gain comes cellulite and comes stretch marks comes all these things which are things that i am at this point where i can genuinely say that i i love but it of course wasn't always like that because i tried to fight that for so long um but i think for me like it, I had those positive affirmations of my skin coming back to color, my nails growing long, my hair growing again, um, period regulating. So I had these signs, like, okay, I'm on the right track. But if someone, you know, if that's not your experience of someone listening to this, like that weight gain is really hard for you. I, that's totally part of it as well. But you have again, changing your surroundings and your perception and also the information uh, which we'll get into with quantum health has really helped me get perspective on just health in general and how, how much stress we put on ourselves with all these like extra things, extra diets, extra thoughts of like, whether, you know, a lot of people have disordered eating, but a lot of people also have, like, fear of, like, got to do this cleanse, got to do this, this toxin, this, that, like, this, you know, this ingredient in the food, right? And I, I've been on both, so I understand the pendulum. And um, as a health page myself, when I talk about quantum health, holistic health. I talk about things like canola oil and food and, you know, ingredients like GMOs that I'm not a fan of. However, it's like, I'm not scared of these ingredients because I trust my body. And I think that's when all of this really starts to feel different of how we perceive our bodies. And the weight gain is when I was gaining weight. Oh, I mean, yeah. How many sizes up I went in jeans? I don't know a lot, Um, but it's like. I I trusted my body knew what it was doing. It knew what it needed to regulate my nervous system. And it it totally did. And I said, if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. If I'm craving a ribeye every single morning, like I'm gonna do that. Um, Because, you know, it's not like a, it's like a safe craving too. It's like, obviously, you know, not all cravings are like, obviously some can be addictive and there's psychology behind that. But, you know, intuitively listening to my body of what it needs. I'm going to drink a glass of raw milk. I'm going to drink three this day and not sticking to like this pattern, of, like that health craze of like, gotta have four turmeric today and this shot, this ginger shot and this wheatgrass. And like this can't have chocolate for bed because, Oh my God, like you know, I'm just don't, I don't subscribe to that, but um, it's taken a long time, but I, I found freedom through nourishing my body and
0: really trusting my body. What, what
1: mm-hmm. she's asking for.
0: Oh, I love that you brought that up so much because the trust piece is for a lot of people, unfortunately, it's missing because like you said, like we subscribe ourselves to all these like extremes and then, you know, we're scared of doing this. We're scared of doing the wrong thing. And, you know, like the information out there, it's like, oh, my God, it's even I get overwhelmed and I'm like, I actually just can't like I'm going to do what feels good for me. And, you know, that's that. And I also think in that light too, it's so easy to then identify with that journey you're on. Like whether it's healing your body image or healing your relationship with food or, or, you know, it could be anything. But then we start to identify with the healing journey and then we're no longer actually just like living our lives or trusting ourselves, like you said, or just going through those like natural motions and cycles of growth and living and okay like this didn't really work for me like let me see what actually feels good right like it's so easy to just be like in it so deep forever and then it's like oh my god like I this wasn't the point right yeah
1: totally and you you reminded me of like when just yeah, I mean, the whole food in general was so stressful, like trying to find a place to eat with the family. Oh my God. And then you go to a place and you're just pissed the entire time you're there. Cause you're like, oh my God, what if they're cooking it with this? What if this isn't with the macros? What if this isn't, you know, oh my gosh. And it, it's like this whole stressful, it's like the food dictates your schedule and your reality in your life. And so when you step out of that, it's like you have your entire life back but it's it's not something someone can fully realize be conscious of until you're conscious of it like i don't really know how better to say that but you just you've no idea how much it dictates your life until you're fully out of it and that's why um that's why eating disorders are just so i mean i think that yeah if people don't have an eating disorder if they never had one it's really hard to understand like how deep and psychological it is. Cause it takes up so much brain space. And even what you said of, um, I don't remember what that's called. Where like, you see yourself and you see like a different version, the dysmorphia. Right. Um, even if you're so at such a low weight, but you still don't feel it like that continuously takes up your thoughts. And then you're also is it seeping into every other aspect of your life. You're attracting, people let's say you want to be in a relationship you're attracting people that are attracted to that version of you and like that's not sustainable either you're attracting friends that are you know wanting that part of you it's like um of course nuanced conversation it's not like that 24/7 or all the time but you know you're you're bringing in this energy of people that perhaps value that um and love that and you know what's interesting um i when i was like going through my healing process i shaved my head Like I shaved off all my hair. Um, and I noticed how many friends I lost. Like I noticed a lot of people, I wouldn't say it was like a crazy amount of friends, but you know, I, I noticed how people would treat me differently and, um, yeah, they treat me differently. And yeah, it's just like subtle things I learned. Like maybe I wouldn't be invited to a certain thing or maybe, Mm -hmm. yeah, I wasn't, I didn't look a certain way, you know, and men treated me differently. Women treated me differently. Um, And it was really fascinating because I just, I shaved it because I was like letting go of like, I just wanted to let go. You know, when you go, a lot of women go through a breakup or a trauma and they're like, I just, you know, (laughs) so I was like, fuck it. Why just not shave off the whole damn thing? So um, I ended up doing that. And yeah, and so I, I think it's the same with eating disorders too. Like when people are healing, like you you might notice a lot of your friendships no longer feel aligned. Maybe your jobs don't feel aligned. Maybe conversations, you need to set boundaries with your family. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people deal with like parents or grandparents commenting on their weight and that's really hard. Um, and it can be like normalized with tradition. You know, I, I've experienced that with my family. So it's, it's so wild how, um, how people, they get to know like the disordered version of you. And then you almost have to re reintroduce them to like, Hey, I'm, I'm healing now. This is what I'm stepping into and set those boundaries. And then you can introduce them to the heal version of like the disordered eating. Um, And I, I follow this girl on Instagram who just posted about being at Thanksgiving and being able to fully experience Thanksgiving, like no matter what GMO or what, white bleach, like gluten, anything. It's like just being able to accept and be grateful and experience that. And that's where like the actual scientific quantum health comes
0: into
1: into play. And also that's a really big reason why I experienced food freedom is because of what I've understood about quantum health and how like our thoughts impact the food actually more than the food itself on our bodies, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Okay. I want to dive into the quantum health. One last thing I want to say on what you just said, because I love how you brought up the relationship piece of it too. Again, like whether it's friendship, um, romantic relationship, even just family members, whatever, like what I experienced also, it's exactly what you're speaking to, but also like when you're, when you're stepping into that, you know, new version of yourself and you're, Maybe you're gaining weight, you're you're becoming a more like balanced version of you. Like what I experienced too was very eye-opening in the fact that like I realized then that people who actually cared about me or like who came into my life and, you know, I cared about them and they matter and it's like a solid relationship. Like they never, ever, ever cared about what I looked like ever because now here I was in a totally different body And I was making, like, more genuine connections. I was still meeting people, like, you know, making new friends and all these things. And that did come with traveling a little little bit too. But I find that it's also just eye-opening to see, like, you know, people in your life who matter and care about you and who are meant to be in your life. Like, they actually don't care what you look like if your body's changed. Like, they're not focused on that. Mm. Think about my closest friends, who now I feel very, like, aligned in our friendship, um, even relationships, other relationships too, I don't ever think about their bodies. And I'm like, so why would they be so concerned with my body or how it's changed, right? And just like you said, any friends in the past um, who just didn't align with this new version of myself, like, yeah, we we went our separate ways because it was no longer aligned. And I think that's a really... Also a special thing about body image healing or finding food freedom is that you do become more aligned with, you know, the life that you deserve and the life you ultimately want to build, like whether it's people or opportunities or places, vibes, whatever, you know, so I just wanted to say that because I love everything you said. And yeah, I, I want to even myself, I want to learn more about the quantum health side of things. I think it's super, super interesting. So just share like how that kind of in, interrelated with everything we're chatting about.
1: Yeah. So I'm sure you can relate th- to this too. It's like when you are fully like feeling aligned and that peace in your body, you have you have just confidence in a certain frequency that people can feel. And I always think about um, this one girl I went to high school with and middle school at elementary school. I knew her my whole life. She just had this frequency about her that she was confident. She was so fun. Everyone would invite her to go on trips. And it's not like the, um, she, she's an amazing person. Like she's just what she Radiated was just fun and joy, and like I'm here to live, and I, I love my body, I love just being. And she experienced like really cystic acne and health issues too. But even through it, she still had this confidence. And she, and you know, this is like the high school, like you know, but like the boys would like her, and like you know, they everyone was just really attracted to her um either not necessarily in like a romantic way but like really like wow this this chick's amazing so i think about that all the time because i think about the frequency i emitted when i was like super anorexic and bulimic versus the frequency i emit now at a higher weight and xyz but it's like the way that i perceive the world and the way i live day to day what how how I act in everyday life, it feels different. And maybe you get this too. Like people come up, coming up to you and talking to you, random people having conversations, just like, you know, we're, we're present. We live life because we know what we lived through, but like hell. So we're like, okay, we're, we're here. And what is the purpose of being here? Like we were at the bottom, like deteriorating literally. So now we're at the other side of like coming out and being super present and joyous. And radiating and confident and and it's all confidence too it's like people feel that and um so quantum health has a lot to do with frequency and quantum health is a very big scope of science and a lot of modalities um so i'm just going to go over it very briefly so we've been taught that to like, be healthy. We need to diet, eat this, eat that, cut this out, like, get very dogmatic and strict. And how quantum health has freed me in a lot of ways is to support my hormones and nourish my body and work with nature instead of against it. For example, like, my morning routine is waking up and immediately going outside and looking at the sunrise and grounding my feet because of the electron transfer on the ground. And then looking at the sun signals to your body, Hey, you need to start producing this hormone now. And Hey, you need to start this process in your body now versus when I had an eating disorder, like waking up so hungry. Cause I probably fasted and stopped eating at 5 PM the night before, like was went to bed dreaming about food. That was also a thing. Like I used to go to bed dreaming about waking up and breakfast. I was so excited. Um, And I'm starving. Like, oh my gosh. So that, and so instead of waking up anxious, panic attack, gotta eat, like your blood sugar dysregulated, you go outside and you work with nature to regulate your blood sugar and your nervous system and your hormones. And then I'll come back inside and make like a breakfast with pastures, eggs and local bacon. Like I have a lot of local farmers by me that I'm friends with and, um, I have chickens. So we have eggs in our backyard. So, um, so Working and then also a lot of times in the eating disorder world, we think we have to work out super hard. Hard is better, fasting, high intensity. And now instead, I, I work with my cycle and work out with my cycle. If I'm, if I'm on my period, I'm not going and working out. It's a time of rest and inquiry and mm-hmm. uh, journaling. And I know you talk about this too, but and then if you know I'm higher, like in a more like ovulatory phase, like that's the time to go out. So I, I cater my life and my diet with my cycle and I work with the earth and natural frequencies and the sun. And so going back to like the morning routine of quantum health, right? So it helps your hormones and regulate your nervous system and help your body. And so it's just interesting because the simplest things you know, we're taught we need the anti-aging cream, the diet, this, that, but really like the sun and signaling to your body and getting outside and earthing like that is one of the most like supportive things for your aging process. And, um, there's something called leptin resistance that a lot of people experience from glyphosate or food or toxic lighting. Um, do you ever look into like blue light by chance? Like the, okay. So, you know, then it's like, you know, what blue light signals in our body um, and so uh, it causes like a lot of issues with hormones, with leptin in our body. So things people can do is like cold exposure or again, grounding or being in fresh water. Mm-hmm. And again, another interesting thing, cause you think that, oh, if you have this issue in your body, you need to like focus on your food and diet, or you need to work out harder. or You need to, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, why am I not, why am I not losing weight? I'm working out hard, all the things. Well, it's because like, there's probably a root cause on a nervous system issue that, you can use the sun and the ground and biohacking tools and all these things to help support your body. Um, versus just like disordered eating and being malnourished and restricting yourself. So it's interesting because right now I work out less than I ever have in my life. And it's, I I probably like, uh, it's funny because we think that in order to burn calories or X, Y, Z lose weight, you have to do these painful like diets and painful workouts, but that's just not the case at all with quantum health. It's like there, you can work with the earth and nourish your body and it, it helps support your health in ways. And it's not necessarily like weight loss focused, but it's about maintaining like your optimal health for your body type. And that's what I love
0: about it. Yeah. Oh, I love all of that. It's just, it always comes back to like, more is not always better no matter what we're talking about and like when you go back to the simplicity of things ah this is just like my whole freaking heart is like yes because i love that i love waking up looking at the sun not being on my phone first thing and just going about my day in a very like simple way again like what feels good right it doesn't have to be like the extremes the like go hard no pain, no gain, whatever, like the extremes just don't work. And they often, exactly like you said, then they leave us more dysregulated, more confused, more stressed. And then we're actually just producing the opposite results of what we want. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. You're, you're always in the sand, always in the water. I mean, it's, and everyone knows like you don't, there's n- no better feeling than when you just swam a lot in the water with the electrons and the moving frequencies and like the sand and the sun and what that's doing for our hormones. And then also, um, for people that like sun your private parts, like that's also really supportive for your hormones as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, or like camping again, another amazing feeling. Why does everyone feel amazing after camping? Like, why do you genuinely feel great with your energy and your mood without needing to maybe? take pre-workout or go drink a crazy amount of coffee, all the things it's because like you're, you're in sync with the natural rhythm. And so, yeah, it's, this is a whole long conversation we could get into, but yeah, I think that, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of hormone and eating disorders are prop hormone imbalances and eating disorders are probably created just because of the way that humans, you know, we live these days with like these nine to five jobs under blue light and the processed foods and the unprocessed trauma and numbing ourselves and not being able to work through emotions. And so, um, yeah, it's like, a, it's a lot to, pick apart. (laughs) It's like, you know, but I think that, you know, simple things that we can do is just watching sunrise and sunset, like set our bodies, like less screen time, less phone time, like simply having candles in your house and reading a book versus being online. And it's so interesting because I literally, I don't have a TV in my house, which I know is like, I'm not saying everyone has to do that I just, i'm just like a very extreme person sometimes so i'm like no tv i want to build my business and like focus on my like quantum health and hang with my chickens so um so anyways like i, I was on my phone yesterday um because my boyfriend was in a meeting i was like okay i'm just gonna like enjoy myself and let loose and like watch dog videos on facebook so i did and then i had all these other videos like start to creep in and I was like, Oh my God. And then I noticed my mood started to shift, mm-hmm. like being really happy and then really sad. Then, Oh my gosh, there's like this other video and of like these women that like really was really triggering for me, like the way they were talking and carrying themselves. And I was like, wow. Like, again, this is why it's so important to do inquiry of what information we're taking in, what we're watching and looking at and what perpetuating because, um, yeah, it's just so it, sometimes it can be, so constant, bombarded in our faces As a lot of people know that follow you. It's like everyone knows like the beauty industry, everything, like the anti-aging industry it can be, it's all over the place. Like you can't avoid it, but, um, it's important to try to be mindful of like the information that we consent to by being scrolling, Instagram, scrolling, Facebook,
0: watching these reels, like, cause it can, it can like peep its way in. Yeah. No, 100%. And I think I tell people all the time, it's just like, how can you step away from your phone more often? You know, because social media, like, yeah, it's fantastic because like it connects people. You know, we can meet people who are aligned with us, who don't live in our city. And like, there are really awesome benefits, but it's also very toxic. And like you said, it is so easy to get down that rabbit hole. I do it too, even though I'm like, you know, like telling clients, like, yeah, like, why don't you just try and, you know, not be on social media or on your devices in the evenings? And then here I am getting into that, like, scrolling trap. Like, it's easy for it to happen. But I think, like you said, the main thing is just being aware of that and that self reflection and coming back to, like, how can I, instead of looking more ex- externally, like trying to find answers and searching for the next thing that I should try and, what is this person telling me to do? Like stepping away from that and being like, how can I just get back to trusting myself? And like you said, that self-inquiry of like, what do I need? What feels good? What would just be supportive and simple? Like that's, I think lately been so empowering for me because, you know, I'm on this like different growth journey now, like away from the body image, food freedom side of things. Cause like my journey is evolving. But now it's more so like, I'm trying to grow my business, I'm trying to just be more present in my life. And I even catch myself still like, trapped in that like it's never enough. And I'm not far ahead enough yet. So it's just so easy to get into that. Like, it's just that hamster wheel, no matter what you're trying to work on. And that's why I said to earlier about, you know, seeing and being aware of if you're identifying with your healing journey or whatever you're trying to do basically, but it's easy. It's easy to get trapped in that. Um, But I love that. I love everything you spoke about quantum health. I, I like feel that very strongly of that is so important for so many of us. And um, I want to keep learning about that. So like I said, I'm going to put your Instagram in the description so people can go visit that and check more of that out of what you speak on it with. And before we wrap things up and run out of time, we also have a very special thing that we want to talk about. Carly's going to take the wheel on this because I'm still like a newbie with it. But basically we have a very exciting offer for, you know, you guys listening and the, the community here. So Carly, take it away. <laughs> yeah. So for those listening,
1: um, if you're listening between January 1st and chan- January 10th, of 2024. So, we are a part of an offering called the Holistic Health Bundle. And so, I work with a team and we gather really special creators to be a part of the Holistic Health Bundle. And it's 132 ebooks and e courses all on holistic health. So, we have things on quantum health, there's eating disorder recovery. Well, yours is more of like nourishing and um, we'll have you speak on that a bit more of your course, but anything you can think of under holistic health, um, like trauma, healing, there's nature therapy, making your own products, holistic beauty products, um, growing your own herbs, herbalism, anything under the holistic health umbrella literally is in the holistic health bundle. And it's really cool because some of the best creators in the game and best authors in the game are there. And so, the really cool part of the holistic health bundle is not only is it 132 plus ebooks and e courses, um, it's only available for 10 days, and it's worth over five thousand dollars. And it's only fifty dollars, so it's like a ninety nine point nine 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 percent discount. Um, so, like I said, I'm part of the bundle team, and we've done like off grid bundles, holistic parenting bundles for holistic parents that want to raise kids in that way. Um, we did a passion to profit bundle where people had to like all these resources, how to grow their own businesses, make money, and turn their passion to a profit. So, this is the holistic health bundle, like I said. And it's all like a one stop shop for everything you want to know about holistic health. And these are from Mindful business owners and creators and specialists that really are passionate about what they do. Um, and as someone myself who's had like eating disorder past and like that orthorexia, I find all of these resources empowering. And that's the difference, right? It's like coming from a place of empowerment versus fear and scarcity and punishment and, um, distortion. Mm-hmm. So really, really great bundle. It, it, everyone's going to be so excited people go nuts for these bundles because it's like you know all these creators and thank you for being involved I mean you're you offered to be a part of this it's like a very special offering and I don't know how much your resources is outside of the bundle how much is your resource outside of the bundle
0: yeah so the online course I have the federal online course in the bundle and it's regular like four hundred dollars to purchase that wow course. Minnesota. yeah
1: so you get so someone would get that for 350 dollars off because it's in the bundle plus they get a hundred thirty yeah. resources so um yeah it's pretty it's pretty crazy if you want to talk about your offering that would be that'd be amazing
0: yeah absolutely so the federal online course my community anyone listening you've probably heard me talk about it because it's kind of like my baby I'm like all about it I really created it actually out of a younger version of myself. Like I really reflected on like what made me create this course. And I thought younger Marissa going through her disordered eating patterns, binging, body dysmorphia, feeling so like low self-esteem, a shell of herself, like just identified with her body, like needed something like this and just needed it to be simple and supportive also. And so the, the, you know, concepts that I go through in the course follow everything from finding food freedom, learning how to nourish your body, healing your body image, building self-confidence. Um, it's all very, like, foundational work because my biggest thing, too, is that all of these concepts can feel quite overwhelming, right? And the last thing I want anyone to feel is, like, stressed out or even more confused. So it's all very, like, okay, how can we take this, like, first step? Feel really good there and then continue to kind of build the life that we want. So it's actually a lot of the things that I teach my one-on-one clients just kind of packaged up into a nice little self-paced course. And the really amazing thing, too, about it, um, which I would be happy to offer with the bundle, too, is that you become part of my private community. So then it's like you get that collective healing. You get to connect with women going through similar things and you just like, again, yeah. that journey can feel so isolating of, like, no one gets it or no one in my direct circle has ever been through X, Y, Z. So, it's, like, you get access to all these women and myself who understand and, like, who want you to conquer this and thrive. So, it's, like, yeah. my baby. <laughs> that's
1: worth it just for the community alone, honestly. Like, yeah. that. that's, like, the top three of like the biggest healing parts of the journey is the community and like having people that really understand and can help you process. And Mm -hmm. you know, that group is probably really special.
0: Yeah, it really is. And it even like helps me heal still to just know like this, you know, this, this type of community is so needed. And again, like I think back to my younger self of like, I, I, like, I didn't tell anyone what I was going through. I just thought, like, I, I couldn't even put words. To, like, I didn't even know what binge eating was. I didn't even know what I was struggling with. And yeah, I didn't share with anyone. And it was just very lonely and scary and isolating. And so, like I said in the beginning, and what we're doing here together, you and me, Carly, is like, we're just, you know, speaking to those experiences and normalizing it and also being like, you also deserve more than that, too. Right. Yeah, totally. And it's, I I don't know if I spoke on this earlier,
1: but like, it's so interesting to, for those listening, um, that are maybe in like a eating disorder space, like now that, I mean, surrounding yourself with people that have healed from it Mm -hmm. and or like, are consistently doing the work to heal from it. Um, going through that journey, you know, it's so important, but also there's also a process of when, you know, let's say you do experience food freedom and then you just, Oh, I did say that in the beginning of this podcast of like, you know, giving those younger versions of yourself hugs and being like forgiving that part too, because it can be a lot of heaviness and guilt to experience when you're like, I can't believe I just did that to my body. Like, I can't believe I let myself get to that weight or I put myself through this situation. I was in this amount of pain, you know, so there's also that wave of self-forgiveness. So even if you're someone that has already maybe healed from, an eating disorder, it sounds like your community would be really valuable to like help with those steps of like really forgiveness and stepping away from the guilt. Because I mean so much, and I mean speaking from the quantum health space, like so much like dysregulation and sickness and illness comes from like just the emotions of, guilt and fear and scarcity and shame. And that's also something interesting for your community to look into if they're interested in that, like German new medicine is what it's called. And it's all about like illnesses that can manifest from emotions like guilt and shame and trauma. So it's a really interesting to connect the dots and realize, you know, you know, you're not alone. You have community to help you go through this and help you like be in all the different layers of the healing.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Thank you so much Carly. Yeah, so again, like the the bundle is going to be available. I'll keep you guys posted on it. And yeah, this was just amazing. My heart feels like so energized and full and I hope everyone listening enjoyed our our chat and I just want to say thank you again Carly for being here and just opening up and being vulnerable and sharing sharing what you do and sharing your story also. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you everyone for listening.
1: Yeah. I just appreciate your work so much. I'm so glad I found you through the algorithm. So, you know, thanks Instagram. Um, yeah. This is, this is great.
0: Oh, uh, YouTube girl. Yeah. I appreciate you so much. And again, I'm going to put all of Curly's info in the description. So if you want to connect with her, follow her, which I highly recommend and just see, see all the things. Um, it's going to be there. So thank you guys again for tuning in and, Let's stay nourished.